一回快乐。Jamie Lee。Brendan Fraser, the whale. Michelle Yeoh. That was from last night's 95th annual Academy Awards. On this episode of Why Watch That. Welcome to Why Watch That, your guide to the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. We're on a quest to go from channel to channel. Platform to platform and festival to festival to help you figure out what you want to watch. We do all the work so you don't have to. So get ready for some unexpectedly candid and entertaining reviews that will help you answer the ultimate question: Why watch that? All right, guys. So it's that time of year where we are mixing things up. At why watch that? Now, usually you're used to seeing me and the critic here, me talking about my excessive addiction with fur notice, and the critic attempting to find me new opportunities. <laughs> yes, to some watch. color western, for instance, not just black and white. Yes. Yes, in the background, but that's on TV. And today, this episode is all about movies. Um, so we want to mix it up and bring some other people into the conversation. So we have two guests who are going to be joining us on this special episode of Why Watch That. Yes, so Credit. How do you feel about this uh, one? How do you feel right. about that? Well, you know, it's as seen by the Academy. So always keep that in mind. It is their award. They can do whatever they want. But let us know in the comments what you thought about the winners. Were there any snubs? Would you have changed things? Are you excited? And brace yourselves. I'm an honest person. So I'm going to tell you what I think. I don't care what anyone else has to say about it. But I do want to hear from you. And it's always great to have all of these kinds of conversations, producer, where you have different perspectives. That's why we're here. We're not here to agree. We're here just to see is what I'll say. Mm. The other thing I would say is just do this, everybody. We're not going to cover every category in this discussion that you're about to see. So if you want to know all of the winners and nominees in the description, we have you covered with that. Also, we want to do a quick thanks to everyone who subscribed to Why Watch That. We do appreciate you from those of you who've been with us for a while to all of you new wonderful people. Thank you so much. We're going to keep trying to bring you some conversations that are just mind blowing. Yeah, that's what I would say. Oh, yes. Already I'm excited. <laughs> Another thing is, if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe, do the like, and don't forget to give us a comment. So with all of that said, producer, here we go. And you called it an anniversary of the 95th uh, Oscars. So with that, I'll say, do you know what today is? Well, yesterday was their anniversary. All right. So, guys, we are here with a special episode of the Oscars. You are not um, surprised. It's not just me and the critic. It is me, the critic, and two other guests. Now, you guys know who the critic is, but we want to make sure that you get familiar with the people that we're going to be having during this episode as well. And we're going to kick it off with Sierra. So, Sierra, let us know who you are and tell us what you thought about last night's Oscars. 
Um, hi, my name is Sierra. Um, I love to watch different movies and different genres. Um, I decided to tune into the Oscars last night and was very uh, pleased by the host, by the different movies, the different genres, diversity of the um, actors and the movies that were nominated. We also are joined by um, Michael James. Michael, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you thought about last night Oscars as well? Hi, my name is Michael Leonard James and I am an actor, singer slash dancer. Um, I'm also um, head of Emancipated Styling. Um, so obviously I have a lot to say about <laughs> what everybody was wearing. The overall look of the show. Um, we're all critics, you know, let's just no matter where we come from, anything we see, we're all critics. We all have something to say about it, whether we're interested or not. Um, I definitely found it to be an interesting show. Um, we were all watching, especially after last year's incident. You know, we wanted to see how it was going to go. Um, you know, they changed the carpet around. They made some other changes. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, I thought, was a great host. Critics. So we know who you are, but we want to hear what you thought about last night's Oscars. Um, well, you know, it's always why watch that. Right. So last year in movies to me, I think it was a weak year. That's my opinion. Um, so that'll be reflected in the winning. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I don't think there is a, a lot here, to be honest. So I was underwhelmed by the pictures last year. Uh, that's my focus. I'm happy that certain certain people won. Uh, but my whole thing is who deserved to win. We'll find out. I don't know. Maybe I agree. Maybe I don't. Uh oh, it's getting dangerous right. already. <laughs> See that? <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so right now we are going to share a clip from one of the best picture nominees from this year. Time is the thing. Time is the essential piece of interpretation. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means time stops. That was Tar. And now Sierra and I, we're going to talk about best animated feature. Okay, Sierra, so the nominees were Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, my favorite title, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, my second favorite title, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. And here's a clip from the winner. Papa! I am Sebastian J. Cricket, homeowner, and I have every right to be consulted about your schemes and machinations regarding my property. Believe in me. All right, so the winner was definitely Pinocchio. Just tell me, mm -hmm. turning red, starting there. I think it was a good movie to show for kids that kind of stand out um, but still have that small little crowd. Yeah, completely agree with that. To me, unfortunately, I think that the way they introduced the central character, she was annoying. 
It's just <laughs> so I was like, what is going on? Are you serious? Are you serious? Now the whole transformation into the red bear thing, okay. But if I'm playing basketball and you come steal the ball and throw it in the street <laughs> and a car runs over the ball, we're done. So the sea beast is essentially like a swashbuckling animated movie where a little girl runs away and goes onto a hunting ship. So um, I think if we're going in order, I would prefer the sea beast to turning red. Now, Sierra, don't talk about Puss in Boots. It's one of my favorite characters, but we can't talk about it. <laughs> I actually love Puss in Boots. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I like the, you know, looking out for others versus just worrying about yourself. So I think it had a good plot. Some parts were a little um, inappropriate for kids, <laughs> but... As an adult, I love it. <laughs> it's just, you know, Antonio Banderas, why not? You got, you know, the dog who thinks he wants to be a cat and everything else. <laughs> it was cool. Now, what about Marcel, the shell with shoes on? Completely different. This is um, a more realistic kind of animation where you have this shell. He lives with his family and this home. The owners of the home move away. What happens? You know, they're left alone. So... The concept is interesting. And when you start watching it, it's kind of like, oh, wow, okay, this is something new. I just think it's better as a short. And now for the winner, your thoughts on Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, I actually love that. Um, I had to research the voices behind it and the characters that voice them um, are people I wouldn't expect to be in the movie, but I actually were happy to, to see them or to hear them in the movie. Um, the graphics were amazing. Um, I'm more of a horror fan, so I like the creepiness of the the animations. I do agree. I would have voted for this. Um, maybe I did vote for it, I won't say, in a different <laughs> <laughs> awards uh, section. But here, it's Guillermo del Toro. I mean, he mm -hmm. knows what he's doing. And even in the moments where it could have, the pace was a little off, just the whole world building, the character building, like you were talking about, I think it definitely should have been awarded that. The animation mm -hmm. was great, of course, as well. The songs were fine. That's what I would say. We heard some of those songs in the clip. They, they were fine. They were serviceable. Yeah. Up next, okay. we want to play another clip from another one of the Best Picture nominees. This is Avatar, The Way of Water. If you want to live here, you have to ride. We cannot let you bring your war here. All right, whoa, whoa. I mean, get the 3D glasses out. Now, <laughs> we're moving into the writing categories. The first one is adapted screenplay. Here are the nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front, written by Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, written by Ryan Johnson. Living, written by Katsuo Ishiguro. We have Top Gun Maverick. Wow, this is in this category, okay. Screenplay <laughs> by Aaron Kruger, and Eric Warren Singer, and Christopher McQuarrie. Story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks. And lastly, Women Talking, written by Sarah Polly. And here's a clip from the winner. I want to stay and fight. But won't we lose the fight to the men and be forced to forgive them anyway? It'd be a good idea before we list the pros and cons of staying and fighting to talk about exactly what it is we're fighting for. It's a part of our faith to forgive. We have always forgiven those who have wronged us. Why not now? We I caught one of them. 
I saw him. But only one. Yes, only one, but he named the others. But what if he was lying? By fleeing? Not fleeing, but leaving. I, I was just talking about I would about rather leaving. stand my ground and shoot each man in the heart and bury him in a pit than flee. Okay. So, <laughs> Women Talking is definitely the winner. Before we get to that, Sierra, let's just go through like we did before. Starting with All Quiet on the Western Front, writing-wise, what did you think? What impacted you, if anything? Um, so, from what I saw, the writing was good. The characters were really into their roles and you could feel the downward progression from them getting there. I mean, them starting before they got there until they got into the field. Yeah, exactly. And the adaptation part of it, because of this category, I think they did a good job because, you know, Hollywood made a movie of this long time ago. That's a classic. And now this is coming to us from Germany. So, you know, I think that across the board, this movie was just well-made I think they did a very good job adapting it. And what you picked up on is excellent because yeah, that opening, you know, he's ready to go. And then you mm -hmm. understand, wait, what is it really to be in war? What does it mean? And they have to deal with that throughout the movie and even the higher ups, how they can get in the right. way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now moving on from there, we have glass onion, a knives out mystery. Did you laugh at all? when you watched the Sierra just once, did you ever laugh? Um, <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> really unpredictable as far as the, the twist of the, the sister, the, 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 the twin sister. Um, so that was like more the entertaining part for me. Um, as far as jokes, I didn't know. It was not funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not um, I wouldn't have nominated it. I, Thought the first one was I much was better. Again, weak year in movies. Weak. Um, moving on. Living is, it's really a tender kind of movie about a tough subject. And Bill Nye plays this bureaucrat in England who gets some tough news. How does that affect his life? And it's, it's something where it's not overwritten, which is so easy to do, about a man who has to contend with some tough stuff, but it's gentle. So okay. I, I was I was happy that they did uh, include this as a nominee. Moving on, okay. Top Gun Maverick. What you in writing? Are you serious? You might like Top Gun Maverick. It's gonna keep you on the edge of your seat when they're flying. Mm -hmm. Writing wise, <laughs> like it's not a movie where you go, oh yeah, that that writing. Not that the writing is bad. It's serviceable. It's serviceable mm. for everything else. So I think maybe it's in this category from the writing branch, why they were thinking about it is because how it fits all the pieces of the action and the sound and everything else, it works that way. It's just for me, when I think of writing that first scene with his entire crew that he's about to train, it was off. Okay, so final one, women talking. I could relate to it. Because how me and my friends talk, we're not, it's not just a yes woman. Everyone had their opinions. Everyone had their suggestions from the young children. And then they even had a, a younger man in there to kind of give his opinion of what they were saying. Yeah, uh, it's about a rough subject uh, based yeah. on something that actually happened. Now, in the movie, it's not literally that situation, but it was inspired by uh, that. So... Essentially, it's a Mennonite community of women who have been harmed 
by the men mm -hmm. who are in charge, their elders. The question is, do they leave or do they stay once they find that out? I think mm -hmm. it is the most literal title of the year. Uh, and it is a lot of talking. It's a lot of writing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, per <laughs> word, I think Sarah definitely deserves the award if we're counting words. So that's what it would be. Yes. Outside of that, would I have given it to women talking? I don't know about that, is what I would say. I would consider all quiet and living as well in this category, but I'm not mad at the win for women talking. Now let's move into our next writing category, Sierra. This is original screenplay. Nominees, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, you'll hear their names again, for Everything, mm -hmm. Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Ostland for the triangle or just triangle of sadness. And here's mm -hmm. a clip from the winner. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. What's happening? Well, okay. No. <laughs> so, there we go. Winner, of course, is Everything Everywhere All at Once by the Daniels. Before we get to that, Banshees of Sharon. So what I think was interesting about this script was how you dissolve a friendship and how you face the end of your life and what it means, right? Because that's really mm -hmm. what's going on with Brendan Gleeson's character. He's like, I've kind of wasted my time with you. I need to stop doing that. But on top of it, he holds himself accountable. I won't tell you how. For this script, I'm, I'm interested when it comes to Martin's writing, what he was thinking and how he came up with that idea, because I wouldn't have thought of it. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. You go, wait a minute, what? What are you going to do? Of course, writing is more than just dialogue. It's plot and characterization. And the characters yeah. are characters. So moving okay. on from that, <laughs> what about uh, the Fablemans? I think because it was so personal for Steven, it got in the way. Okay. Because there's some rough stuff in there. It was kind of like, ooh, let me shy away from it a bit. Um, so I get it, like to be able to edit your life and make a movie based on that and show us leading up to really him meeting this major director, which is a great moment mm -hmm. at the end. I get why okay. the nomination is there, but no, I, I wouldn't have awarded it. Okay, so tell <laughs> us, what did you think about Tar writing-wise? It was actually pretty slow for me. It was a bit, it was a bit boring, honestly, to to me. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, Tar, we have Kate Blanchett playing this, you know, great conductor. Yeah. And is she imploding or not? What's happening? So if you're thinking about it writing wise, the thing about this is I would love to read it because how do you structure all of those scenes? Because how do you capture someone who's slowly falling apart? What are those moments? And then how do you give those signals? Because Todd directed as well with Kate leading that charge. 
But I think right. even right. if you look at that Juilliard scene, writing wise, that's it. Like that's today. That's her character facing people today. Clash. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have considered this one Banshees as well. But what about Triangle of Sadness? I enjoyed it right and wise because it shows you how people react when the roles are reversed um, and how easily people who are higher up are willing to comply when somebody else is in charge instead of like fully questioning what's going on. So I enjoyed the writing. Some parts were a little scattered like oh like I wasn't sure where it was going yeah here you know it's a lot of thoughts from Ruben in this script uh you know tackling what it means to have privilege what it means not to have privilege and then if that flips how does the power dynamic work what does it mean really for all of humanity um when we get to this yacht and then off the yacht (laughs) I'll put it that Mm -hmm. way (laughs) and what happens in between all the yacht and getting off it like uh, right. <laughs> Sometimes if you're sitting on the steps, you might want to get up and get out of the way. So, yes. yeah, I, I think it was a, a bit of a mess, but on purpose, I get the nomination. Would I have given it to Triangle? No. But the winner, of course, again, is everything, everywhere, all at once. Writing wise, because we're going to be talking about this a lot. And this movie is about a lot. I mean, the title tells you everything. <laughs> And it's actually in sections, like everything is the first section and so on. So this is about Michelle Yeoh's character. You know, she's a mother. She has this uh, upcoming appointment with the IRS. They're coming after her, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. She has her husband, played by Key, and her daughter, who's growing up. Is she the daughter that she really wants? Not necessarily. So she's kind of dissatisfied with everything. Everywhere. All at okay. once. <laughs> so they have this family business. And then what it turns into is like a whole parallel universe sort of thing when she has to contend with all of this stuff and like martial arts, all kinds of different genres. Can she make it through to the end? And what will her family be like? Will they be intact in the end? So okay. she's going to see different versions of herself and them in different universes. Um, I do get the win here. Because again, it's just, how do you piece all of this together? Because there's so many different things in the movie and still have a through line. So Mm -hmm. they, I know they spent a lot of time putting this puzzle together, making sure that it works in different configurations. So hats off to them. Would I have given it to this? Maybe is what I would say. Maybe I'd still be thinking about some of those other nominees, but Banshees was interesting to me. And uh, probably Tar, I do have to say, was interesting okay. to me structurally. I'm fine with everything. So now, new category, Sierra, and this is directing. Mm-hmm. Let's go through these nominees. So it's Martin mm-hmm. McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin. It is Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Didn't I just say this stuff? It's Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. for <laughs> It's Todd Field for Tar, and it's Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. So I think if you wrote and directed, you get a nomination this year. So with that said, except for Sarah Polly. So with that said, let's play a clip from the winner. I'm not your husband. I'm another version of from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. 
Very busy today. Uh, so time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. There you go. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's exactly what I was talking about. You can see that now, Sierra, what I was hinting at. Before we get to that. As far as the nominees for a triangle of sadness, I like the way it was directed. You could follow the storyline of what was going on. He has a particular outlook on humans that comes through mm-hmm. clearly out it being overdone. Like the story's overdone, but his presentation is pretty cogent. So. I understand his nomination. Do I understand all of them? I mean, look, why not? <laughs> that that's what be what I would say. Again, it's not like there's there's this there's something where you go, oh my gosh, they really missed this one. This movie was amazing. Where's the nomination? That's just not last year. Uh for winner, again, the Daniels, they did everything everywhere all at once. So they're gonna get the win. I mean, that just makes mm. perfect sense. Here's a clip from another Best Picture nominee, The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Call him Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. When you didn't do anything to me, I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. Okay. So there we go with the Banshees of Inna Sharon, that clip. You can see what I'm talking about. The friendship's about to be non plus. And now we're talking about some supporting acting. And we're starting with Best Supporting Actress. Welcome to the show again, Michael. How are you? So let's dive into this. So our nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay, standing in front of all of those nations and looking them down. We also have Hong Chow for The Whale, who is, there's something going on with her character in that movie, I'll tell you that. We have Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inna Sharon as well. We have Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu from the same film. And here's a clip from the winner. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. It does not look good. So Jamie Lee Curtis won that. We can see that. Yes. Before we get to that performance, let's just go through. So Angela Bassett. She had uh, a lot to work with. And she she did what Angela Bassett does. You know, anything she takes, she takes it and makes her own. Um, it's powerful, to say the least. Yeah, she did her job. Like, as you said, supporting actress, she supported. You know, you want somebody who's going to come in and not drop the ball. We know that Angela's not going to do that. She owned it. Uh, no. Yeah. Now, my only thing with that is I was like, okay, as long as we're not doing 911, Angela, I'm fine. Like, cool. <laughs> as long as we don't go there, we are cool. So I would have considered Angela for the win in this category, to be honest. Hong Chow and the whale. Yeah, Hong Chow does not play as an actor. Always clean, always clear, always going after something. And in this movie, it's rough. I mean, we're going to get to this in uh, the best actor category with Brendan Fraser 
uh, playing this man who's morbidly obese, you know, is at the end of his life, essentially. And she is a nurse who's his friend who's caring for him, but she's giving him food. Like, what is that about? Yeah. So like once you get through the movie and you understand why she's there, it's very clear what Hong was doing there. I just think Hong just does not play. That's what I would say. Not at all. Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inisherin. She is uh, the sister of Colin Farrell's character who has her own thing going on there. And the thing about if you're acting in a Martin McDonough written script, mm-hmm. you got to have it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if we think of them as an acting ensemble, because supporting acting, you got to fit. Yes. I mean, it's seamless from Carrie fitting in there and holding her own. Stephanie Hsu from Everything Everywhere All at Once. What do you think, Michael, about that one? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, this 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 movie was really, it got to be like a tour de force, you know, in acting for, for the various characters. Like we'll talk with Jamie later. And to be able to hold your own in a movie like this and and be seen, um, I think it's pretty powerful for 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 all of them, you know, for all of them. But yeah, she another one that did her thing. She earned her stripes. Yeah, and you know, this has everything literally, including the bagel. I mean, this movie. Yes, so, everything bagel. There's that. There we go. <laughs> and you know, for for Stephanie, keep in mind that um, she was in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Hmm. So she can do that. Like, this is no problem. So you can play strong. Uh, the question is that flip. So see, that's where the nomination comes in, where you're playing, you know, seemingly a normal person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you turn into this void being who wants to take over. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. definitely the nomination makes sense. But the win goes to Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, let me ask you, Michael, about that. Would you, if you had to choose between those two performances, would you have gone with Jamie Lee over Stephanie? I mean, not just a matter of screen time. Um, the the fact that she had such range in her character, you know. So I don't know that I would have picked, chosen Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee is, um, I mean, just even overall with Angela, the whole thing, Jamie Lee was a sentimental favorite, I believe. And we know that Oscars often go that way. You know, sometimes they look, okay, well, she'll have more opportunity. I mean, that doesn't seem fair. You know, it's all subjective anyway. We're not talking about, you know, (laughs) mathematics here. And it's political. That's what this is. Absolutely, It's absolutely political. Um, So, you know, for me, Jamie Lee Curtis winning in this category, would I have voted for Jamie Lee? I would not have. I wouldn't even have thought of Jamie Lee Curtis in this category, to be honest. She did her job, you know, and, you know, she talked about letting it all out and, and enjoying that. Mm-hmm. And and that's cool. I think it's cool to see. She did have a little change, but like you were uh, saying there, Michael, it's less of a flip yeah. for her character than it was for Stephanie. So I wouldn't have given it to Jamie Lee Curtis at all. Uh, it would have been a question for the other nominees, to yes. be honest. I probably would have been thinking about um, Angela, Hong, and Stephanie, probably. Mm-hmm. probably in that category and it would have been i don't know i i would it would depend on how i felt that day but you can't get so mad it's jamie lee curtis you know it's, it's the oscars they can award whoever they want yes they want to award a chair they can go ahead <laughs> it's their award fine yes. by me um you know i just wouldn't have voted for it is what i would say mm-hmm. and i they also have a habit of not voting for people when they should get it 
So, you know, we <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, and 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 letting them win it um you know at a time when it's like okay, that wasn't, you know, the that wasn't a performance, you know, that that we you know stood for or was in line for. It's probably ad nauseum we've talked about it or people have talked about it, but hurricane really, you know, so we give it to you for training day. You know, hurricane. and before that, Malcolm X, and before Malcolm X, you know, hello. So we give it to you for yeah. training day, you know. And like with that. Angela, you know, what's love got to do with it? You know, yes. Now she still hasn't won, but um, okay. And with that said, we'll be back for the supporting actor character uh, category after this next best picture clip. Here comes Top Gun Maverick. Watch out! Intrigue. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Woof. Okay. So now after that adrenaline-fueled <laughs> exploit, let's get into Best Supporting Actor. The nominees are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inish Aaron. Brian Tyree Henry, surprise here for Causeway. Yeah. Rod yeah. Hirsch for the Fablemans, mm -hmm. Barry Keegan for the Banshees of Inisherin as well, and Kiwi Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Here's the winner. We talk later. <sighs> I don't know. The only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Range. Here we go again. Range from the winner, Kiwi Kwan. Before we get to his work, Michael, let's go through, my friend. Mm -hmm. So, okay. We got a lot here. We got Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan for mm -hmm. the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what you saw from the two of them. Mm -hmm. To me, it would be obvious to go with Brendan over Barry. Absolutely. He was strong. He was yeah. Very strong to me. Yeah, he's almost like a lead actor. You And, and kind of repelled you all at the same time. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Brendan's like a planet on the screen, you know. <laughs> now, Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway on Apple TV+, Plus, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that performance? He is who he is. And he just kind of plays it. He does it. He does it naturally. He does it smoothly. And I have no complaints about his work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important point. It's the seamlessness to his acting mm -hmm. where it looks like, okay, I could do that. No, you can't. <laughs> um, now, also in that movie, see, this stars Jennifer Lawrence, and I think that she was well served by her supporting cast. Okay. So mm -hmm. I think it was good for them to nominate Brian. I would have nominated Linda Eamond in there, okay. uh, maybe okay. Jane Howdy Shell in there. They were supporting. Okay. 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 They were supporting. So congrats to him for the nomination. Uh, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. Judd Hirsch to me is ordinary people. Uh, mm -hmm. you could just take that and run with it. <laughs> um, uh, now what I would say in addition in the Fablemans, mm -hmm. Judd Hirsch is, brings urgency. Okay. Which is something that can be lacking. 
Okay. So this is a part of best supporting actor as well. Is is it a memorable performance? Like you were saying before, mm-hmm. not necessarily length of time on screen, but lasting impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think he he did have that for me. Mm-hmm. And now to the winner, Kiwi Kwan. What do you think? <laughs> What's there to say? Um, Goonies. That's what it, 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 it's it it it's kind of sucks for everyone else that this mm-hmm. movie came out when it did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's dizzying. The performances are, you know, and actors are dizzying to watch and be, you know, on top of. Um, so there's, there's nothing to say. He was brilliant, um, as was, you know, the cast in general. And like what, like what you're saying, what I'm thinking of is, yeah, if you're an actor and you get this script, you got to understand it and then transmit that mm-hmm. to the audience, along with the Daniels doing all that crazy stuff. Yes. So you got to transmit through that. Mm-hmm. Um, which definitely is a feat. Mm-hmm. I just like seeing Kiwi Kwan. It takes me back to my childhood. I think Goonies, I think Head of the Class. Mm-hmm. You know, I started thinking of stuff like that. Um, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see him back. We'll see if he gets more work to come. That's going to yes. be the question. Don't assume that that's the case. Hopefully it will be. This is a banner year for, yeah. for Asians, you know, yes. you know and I, I'm not mad at that. You know, it's like wasn't for, you know, for us as, as African-Americans, but um, it was a better year for them. And I respect that. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's always did you deserve it? Yeah. So that's the mm-hmm. question. Uh, and keep in mind, the Academy and this started in the Parasite year. Mm-hmm. They put more international members into the Academy. So you're yeah. seeing some changes because of that yes. as well, uh, along with other uh, different uh, pushes they did for their membership there so as far as this category it would be for me it would come down to brendan and key that's what it would come down to okay yeah um cool i'd probably vote for key just because (laughs) i mean just because you get to kick some butt so okay i'll give you a little asterisk (laughs) 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 all right so with that category done thanks michael up next is a clip from another best picture nominee elvis are you born with destiny? Or does it just come knocking at your door? There are some who'd make me out to be the villain of this here story. And now we're going to talk about international film. Mm-hmm. But we're coming out of Elvis. Let me tell you something, uh, Tom Hanks, you are the villain in that movie, my friend. Now, international nominees here we go all quiet on the western front from Mm -hmm. germany argentina 1985 from argentina close from belgium eo from poland and the quiet girl from ireland and here's a clip from the winner So All Quiet on the Western Front Mm -hmm. takes it. I think, you know what, to be honest, producer, my friend, this is probably Mm -hmm. the strongest category. This This You think so this year? Mm, Okay. I don't mean strongest international category in history. I mean strongest of the categories in the 95th Annual Academy Awards. Okay. And this is what I was talking about with Michael, where their influx of more international Academy members may have had some influence because they actually watched 
some stuff. Don't assume that the Academy members are watching everything. Assume they aren't. They have assistants, they have children, they have friends. They watch it. Now, not all of them. Some of them do watch. Mm -hmm. Now, with that said, before we get to All Quiet, um, The Quiet Girl, we reviewed this gentle movie about tough stuff. They nailed what they wanted to do. Moving up to EO, it's about the donkey I was talking about. The donkey, about. yeah. You've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> Going across Poland. I mean, you know, now it is inspired by a classic film that most people haven't seen, Ohasa Balthasar. This donkey starts in the circus. There's a woman who really cares for him. He gets out of the circus, goes to different people. He ends up in all kinds of farms. Is he about to be farmed out? Like, And the donkey's just there. The donkey does kick. I'm going to okay. tell you that. One time, the donkey was like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about EO, if you are an animal lover, I would say check it out. It is going to stretch you if you're not used to watching a lot of indie films, things like that. But you, your heart will go out to EO the donkey. That's his name. Close from Belgium. When I was watching this, sometimes I was holding my breath. Hmm. It's about two, two kids. They're friends, like best friends, really close, like brothers. They go to what we would call probably middle school, something like that age. And maybe they're too close mm. is what the fellow kids say. What happens? One of the friends gets what that means. Mm. The other does not. But if you're an adult and you're aware of humanity, you can see what's coming. You go, oh, this like you can't do this unless you're going to pay a price. Like you're at that age now where it's going to get rough. So they they nailed that. That was a devastating movie. Argentina 1985 is, it's uh, about true events uh, when there was a, a military, uh, almost dictatorship, they were taken over, they had taken over the country. Then once they were gone, the question is, can you hold them accountable via the law? They were murdering people. So you're following the lead uh, prosecutor and his team. How could he get people to actually help him? Because your life is on the line. Okay. And you see how they came to justice. What is justice, right? Because this is, again, based on true events. I think if you like that kind of movie where it's a legal story, a real thing, okay, how do they get through it? It's what you would expect, but they do all of those expectations well. And then for the winner, All Quiet. All Quiet won four awards at the Oscars, a lot of them technical. Um, you can see why when you look at the clips. We've already talked about this movie. I think I would have voted for this in a strong category just because of all of the technical aspects to it. But mm -hmm. I really would have thought of Close as well. Mm -hmm. I really would have thought about that one. Um, but I did enjoy all of the movies here. I do have to say, again, this to me was the strongest category. And then my question, is everything subtitled in this category? Yes, it is international. It has I'm to just, be. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just know if it's international, it can't, I believe their rules are you can't, most of the movie cannot be in English. With that said, we have another Best Picture clip to play. Up next is The Fablemans. You could afford to be a little encouraged. About what? About him making movies again. Well, I didn't say that. I'm just Maybe he's moved on. On? From what? Sammy? 
We're going to use Daddy's camera to film it. You see, what she got in her heart is what you got, what I got. What? All my men, they're all... They're all dead. All my men. So you want me to, like, act and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so you just saw a bit of Judd Hirsch in that movie, as yes, we were talking yes. about before. And now we're dealing with best leading actor. Michael, here we go. Here are the nominees. Austin Butler in Elvis. Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Paul Mescal in After Sun. And Bill Nye in Living. And here's a clip from The Winner would want me to be a part of their life. Think about that. Think about the truth of your argument. I'm sorry. You say you're sorry one more time, I will shove a knife right into you, I swear to God. Go ahead, what's it gonna do? My internal organs are two feet in at least. <laughs> I need to know that I have done one thing right with my life. You can see why Brendan Fraser won there. I mean, yes. all they needed to do was give that clip package to the Academy, Yes. and he wins. Now, before we get to that performance, let's go through, Michael, my friend. So we have Austin Butler and Elvis. What do you think about this one? Um, Brendan was his upset. <laughs> Austin, um, you know, often the winners are often whether it's whether it's Ray, whether it's um, when they play real life people, you know, and, you know, and, and do it well. Um, what's his name? Um, Rami Malek in, um, you know, in, in the Queen. Um mm -hmm. You know, that's those those tour de force performances often win where they're singing and dancing and moving and shaking and doing that sort of thing. Um, but then you get an opportunity for Brendan Fraser and a big comeback, you know, for him. Um, and you see a riveting performance like that. It's like, uh, Austin, sorry, just just the wrong year. I'm going to compare the two performances when I get to Brendan, because like mm -hmm. you said, it really is between to me in this category. Austin and Brendan. Mm -hmm. So we'll come back to that discussion. I'm glad you said all of that. But what about Colin Farrell and the Banshees playing a guy who's bewildered? Like that's not, <laughs> not like he does that. Like if you've seen his indie work, he can do that kind of stuff. He can Absolutely. do Martin McDonough uh, language. This isn't his first film with him. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. but it's just nice to like almost not see Colin Farrell from yes. the Minority Report. Yes, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Um. Just what I've seen, the various clips, because I've seen various clips and stuff of it. Um, once again, to me, it was something that was easy for him to play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that, that's not that's not disrespecting the craft. Just because you, you, know, you play a particular thing with a certain amount of ease, it doesn't take away from the artistry of it, because you still have to make it, you know. I, mean, I played things that were very easy for me to play. I played things that really took me out of myself, you know. Um, and they both require work and are worthy of, of respect and honor. So um, I thought he did a great job. You know, everything that I've seen of it, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kept the question in his head. That's the thing about that performance. He's always like, why? Like, you can just, without saying it, yes, why is it, why, why, why? I don't I don't understand. It's like, what, what did I do? You know, what did I do wrong? You know, how can I be better? And just all that, you saw that subtext going on. Like, he was bewildered. Paul Mescal in... After Sun. Now, Paul to me is always normal people. Mm -hmm. So seeing this, I'm like, oh yeah, you actually aren't that young. 
you're young, but you're not that young. So I, I think he made a seamless transition from playing, you know, a guy in transition and normal people from teen to young adult to now being a little older, a father, but a father whose daughter can't quite capture him. So the thing about uh, the two lead actors in this movie is they have this wonderful rapport, Mm -hmm. a nice father-daughter relationship, but there's something underneath and it leaks out. So they're like two moments when you go. Okay. Okay. So that's what can lead to this kind of nomination. So, I mean, this is an early nomination for Paul. Hats off to him to get forgetting it. Okay. Uh, Okay. Bill Nye and Living. So whenever I see Bill <laughs> Nye, he's still underworld to me. You know, he was also really- in Love Actually. Remember, he was the recording artist. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, but he's still it's like it's kind of slight accent, slight. It's like okay, exactly where are you from? Exactly, you know, <laughs> you know. But he plays a piece. But even when he's even when he's light, he's dark. <laughs> you know. Um, yes, love yes. him though. I I I I think he's, I think he's amazing. Um, yes, yeah, and I think you know he is the heartbeat of living. It's a slow heartbeat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he really is in there, and a lot of it is not what's said in that movie. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. the hard part when he's just looking. Mm-hmm. He does that. So, yeah, he does and, that. like. This is you were talking about it, and it's it's so correct about the showiness of certain acting roles, and that's how you can get a win. This mm-hmm. is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's required that you're not that. So I have so much respect for what Bill Nye did. I remember watching it, going, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you <laughs> know what you're doing." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and now, oh, knowing yeah. what you're doing. Let's come back to the heavyweight showdown here. No pun intended. Austin <laughs> pun <Butler> intended <laughs> versus. Brendan Fraser, for me, because I haven't really talked about it. My question is, as an actor, what's harder to do? Because really, when I start thinking of all of the nominees who I would vote for, I want them to take me to school. So if I were going to school, who would I want to learn from? Would I learn Would I want to learn more how to do what Austin did as Elvis or what Brendan Fraser did in The Whale? That's the question. If, if you're mm-hmm. going, and I talked with a friend about this last night, Mm-hmm. You're going for straight acting, the craft of acting, hands down. You know, it's, it's the Brendan, Brendan Fraser's role and his performance. If you're going with facility, Austin's, it's representational, I'm because I'm not going to take away from his craft, but it's a presentational performance. You know, it's out there, it's musical, he's doing it. You know, it's like Jamie Foxx, you know, um, it's like, um, you said, um, Rami Malek. See, the question for me... Mm-hmm. Brendan, first of all, Brendan has found some uh, career success lately on television. So Mm -hmm. thankfully, they are hiring him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so he was ready. (laughs) He was just ready for something like this, Mm -hmm. ready to go. Um, And it's a great performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My question, though, is how much of that is, like you said, put me in a suit, give me makeup. All of that. Because that, if you have that as an actor, it almost tells you what to do. It does. It does. It, inform, it, inform, right. it informs your performance. Exactly. It's once you feel all of that, it's like, oh, I don't even, uh, it's almost acting for me. The thing is, Austin didn't have that. So no. see, that's my question in this category. Austin has to generate more. Yes. 
to play Elvis. Plus you have Elvis. You have that whole obstacle as well. You got to yes, nail yes, Elvis yes, or yes. people are going to be upset. Okay, so that's in my head. I got to do everything right as Elvis. Also, I'm in a Baz Luhrmann movie, which is a big mess. I know I'm getting into that. How do I even cut through Baz Luhrmann? Because Baz Luhrmann don't care about you as an actor. You are there to be a part of the set. That's right. So how do I cut through all of that and have the Elvis thing, have his family I want to please? Just to me, that's my question in this category. It's huge. I think it's a tough decision between the two of them. I'm not sure who I would have gone with. And requires a facility, you know. Yes. Uh, one thing is like, okay, you've got youth on your side, hopefully, you have other opportunities. And the next time you're nominated, which he probably will be, you know, at this age, this movie will be a consideration, as we said, yes, as it always is, yes, it will. And and that might be like you were saying before, like we talked about for the academy, they're going, okay, you know, Brendan has been here a while, yes, so like you'll, you'll be back, young blood. So yeah. now, with that said. Let's move into another uh, clip of a Best Picture nominee, and then we'll come back and talk about lead actress. So before that, here is a look at Triangle of Sadness. Congratulations. Show me that Balenciaga look. Suddenly I'm dressed in something way less expensive. It's H&M. Yay! Balenciaga. And H&M. Balenciaga. And H&M. It looks paid for the tickets. Not bad, huh? That's <laughs> so what do you do? I sell. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to say what he sells, but you can imagine what that is in Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. And now we're back, all three of us. Welcome back, Sierra. Here we go with Best Lead Actress nominees, Kate Blanchett in Tar, Ana de Armas in Blonde, Andrea Riseborough and to Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Here's the winner. All the places I could be. I just want to be here with you. There is no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every disappointment has led you here. To this moment, don't let anything distract you from it. Okay, so we just saw the many versions of Michelle Yeoh yes. in that movie, the winner in this category, of course. Before we get to that wonderful work, let's go through. I want to start with Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't understand the nomination. I love yeah. Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Love Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think that when she won, she should have won. She probably should have won when she didn't win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Here, mm, this is where you go, could we have put somebody else in this category? I think so. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the controversy. Andrea Riseborough, surprise nomination, everybody shocked. They think that she stole people's nominations. Did either of you see To Leslie? No. No. Yeah, see, no one saw this movie. (laughs) Uh, Everyone wants to comment. Uh I saw it. And it makes perfect sense. Now, one of the controversies is she had a lot of... sense that she was nominated? Yes, because she had powerful acting friends who saw it and said, okay, let us push it for you. Because this doesn't have a major distributor. It's not like you have major movies with studio money behind it campaigning. She didn't have that. Nobody saw it. Like, maybe it's under 300,000 people in the world have seen To Leslie. 
okay, so let's get mm -hmm. real. If you didn't see it, you can't comment. So that's the yeah. thing for some people talking. Did you see the movie? When I saw it, I was like, nomination. This was at uh, Sundance last year. I was like, okay. okay, nomination. If you have a problem in this category, if you want someone to be swapped out, because that's what it is. You can't just add somebody to the category. You say someone should be in, you got to take someone out. Mm -hmm. It would be Michelle Williams, not Andrea Riseborough. Okay. I would consider okay. her. She is playing a woman who like wins all this money, but she has a habit. She's homeless. She comes back to her son. He doesn't trust her. You tell me if you don't buy that performance. Okay, you know, I, I, yeah, I did see, I didn't see the movie, but I saw those, definitely saw various clips of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's just like, it's one of those situations where it looks like you took this type of person <laughs> or, or, or you, or you, what's it, or you did some reality TV yeah. know, of her life. That's yes. what it looked like. It looks like, looks like somebody just filmed this person living and, 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 and screwing up and messing up and doing what they're doing. And I, I do understand that nomination. Ooh, Frankly, cool. I would have considered her for the win. Mm. It was, it was that good. The movie is not as good as her. The acting is what drives that film. Okay. If you're brave enough to watch it. I mean, she comes in and she doesn't wash. I was like, wait, we need a shower. Something. I know it's <laughs> my mother, but look, mom. <laughs> okay. Now moving on from there. Uh, Ana de Armas and Blonde, Marilyn Monroe, mm. in a movie that goes all kinds of places that no one wants to go. Mm. So it is a very, very challenging movie. Mm. Things mm. happen, abusive things, and you see it. So, you know, we see certain things up close. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the thing about Anna is playing Marilyn Monroe in this craziness. See, I always think from the actor's position, what it took to get there definitely deserved the nomination. And if you can pull that off in a movie that people hate, like yes. some people really hate, some people don't, some people are like, no, I get it. A lot of people hate it, but you can't hate what she did. That did, did they, did they hate it? Like mommy dearest kind of hating, like because of how or, or the stories that are being told that they don't want. Make yeah, it happen. wouldn't probably reach that level. That's a great question, Michael. It probably wouldn't reach that. It is too abrasive in oh. certain parts to even get there. Like even thinking mommy dearest with the abuse of the kids, this that ain't nothing on. Mm -mm. No, because like, I mean, people will watch mommy dearest and laugh. Yes. At this mm -hmm. point, you're not going to be doing that mm. 20 years from now watching mm -hmm. Blonde. The whole time, it's almost like in this role and Marilyn herself in this movie, because it's not real. Mm -hmm. Things just happen. It's just like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, here I am. You know, oh, oh, you want me to go over? It's like stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I just think Anna did more than her job. Okay. So okay. that's what I would say for that. And now, to me, the two that I would really consider the most. Kate Blanchett and the winner, Michelle Yeoh. So let's go to Kate Blanchett and Tar. She played her part well as far as a leading actress. She definitely played her part well. Kate Blanchett is one of the best actors on the planet. So mm -hmm. 
the when I'm watching it, I go, okay, watching Kate Blanchett, I could write her beats out. I could go, okay, she's here. Here's the next one. Here's the next. Mm. I can see the preparation as an mm. actor. Mm-hmm. I can see how she prepared, broke down the script. Like I know what she did. Mm-hmm. And I know in every moment she goes, I'm here. Now I go there. Oh, I'm going there. I'm here. She is conducting the movie along mm-hmm. with the director. <laughs> when you see the conduct, just watch her conducting. I saw. It's not conducting. Mm-hmm. It's acting. Mm-hmm. There's an intention. Like the one scene they have in some of the clips, it's after she gets beaten up and she's mm-hmm. there. Bloody face. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. it's like, what is going on? And, she, and then her doing the slow walk of falling apart. Because mm-hmm. she does have a scene where she really goes and she earns yeah. all of that. So when I was saying earlier with, with you, Michael, I want to be taken to school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She took me to school. She took you to school. Well, she always does. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But, but, but college graduate level. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, we're going to Yale School of Drama. We're going to NYU grad mm-hmm. level. Michelle Yeoh. Let's talk about the winner. So, Michael, go ahead. What do you think about Yeah, the, the movie is almost like this giant clip. You know, it just jettisons from one place to the next. And, like, you know, from the all the, when she pushes back, it's like, oh, my gosh. But the movie doesn't overshadow her performance. You know, sometimes, you know, you can have so much of that and be just so much, woo, and, and you mm-hmm. know, that... The actors get lost in it, but once she has enough screen time and she has enough um, range in it that she doesn't get lost in this. You know, you can't help but pay attention to her. It's kind of like what we talked about before, Michael, in, in lead actor. It's a question of what were you required to do, because a lot of that is awarding, too. It's, hey, they didn't ask me to do that, so I couldn't show it. And this other person just has that role. So it's a question of, do you have a more contained explosion from Kate Blanchett? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or do you have a whirlwind? Okay, Michelle Yeoh is probably like, all right, Daniels, what am I doing right now? Which characters? <laughs> Which one is this again? Where are we in the script? Where are we in the story? Okay, I'm doing that. But Michelle Yeoh, this role is pretty much the culmination of everything she's done in her career. Yes. Like all of that led up to this. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, it's like, listen, we, we, you know, we talked about it before. You know, listen, Kate Blanchett has two. <laughs> you know, yes, she does. Here's two Oscars. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, it was, it was, here's her time had come. I mean, because I thought she was brilliant, you know, and just everything I saw from Kate Blanchett. Like, so Kate Blanchett, she, she's, she's that chick. <laughs> yeah. It's when I use that word, but she, she's that chick. She's bad. She's bad or whatever she does, whatever she, whatever she takes on. It's like, okay, I, I believe you. I believe you, Kate Hep- Hepburn. You know, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Random. She plays the monkey in uh, Pinocchio. Yes, in Pinocchio. Right? <laughs> yeah, you, you're so, I forgot about that, Sierra. Thank you for saying it. She was a hooting monkey. She wasn't talking monkey. Mm-hmm. The whole time was hoop, hoop, hoop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. Okay, only Guillermo del Toro could get Kate Blanchett to hoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but but Michelle Yeoh, I love Michelle Yeoh. She's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Has been for a long time. She's never off. 
She's always dialed in. She's always clear. She's always giving it to us. So I definitely understand the award. Would I have given it to Michelle? It would have been tough between her and Kate. It would have been really hard for me because I I don't do political. I do what's on the screen. It would have been a hard Mm -hmm. one. Okay. But I am more than pleased that Michelle Yeoh is the winner. Okay. And like you said, Kate has two. And now Michelle has won and broke through a barrier there. Mm -hmm. So with that said, all right, now that we've talked about that, it's time to go into the big one. The Best Picture nominees. Here we are. Ten of them, because there were ten great movies that last year. Yes, there were. There were ten movies that needed to be nominated in the year of Mm -hmm. 2022. Uh, yeah, maybe 20. Why not 20 dollars? <laughs> Why are we stopping at 10? I mean, this is ridiculous. They need to go to five and then we'll have something. Like international. See, you have five. Anyway, let me not, <laughs> not go not, off. Not, not, go not political. Not political. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not politics. That's mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here are the nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water. The Banshees of Inisherin. Elvis, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. And here's a clip from the winner. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. Places I could be. I just want to just share with you. Yeah. <laughs> so we basically played the whole movie in this episode of Why yes. Watch That. You have now seen everything, everywhere, all at once. And before we dive into that winner, let's just talk through just quick thoughts on any of these. We'll go through. Oh, all quiet on the Western Front. What a technical achievement like piecing all of that stuff together and putting us mm-hmm. right there in war. You know, I mean, yeah. not that we haven't seen this kind of thing before, mm-hmm. you know, automatically you think Saving Private Ryan when you see this movie. I did. I was like, okay, Saving Private okay. Ryan. Whoa. Okay. It's that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my hat's off to them. And this is an international film that got a Best Picture nomination. That's mm-hmm. not easy to do. Like there's a reason why it's in there. It's on Netflix if you want to see it. So, yeah, All Quiet was toward the top of my list of movies from last year. Okay. Moving on, Avatar The Way of Water. We haven't talked about this yet. We did play a clip. You know, 100 years after the first one, we finally are back at Pandora <laughs> with our 3D glasses on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't expect anything less than spectacular. You know? Yeah. Well, it, it might be less than spectacular. That's really? what I would say. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, How I was underwhelmed. You? you were underwhelmed? Okay. You were underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Okay. <clears throat> I sat there and went, what's the story? Why am I here? Okay. The it was two was for was three, for, for over three hours. The first was better for you? Yes. Okay. Because that was new. Okay. So we're coming back, right? And this is a continuation of the story. So there's revenge in the offing. So Stephen Lang's character is coming back. You'll see how. 
Okay. It's Avatar. Okay. And now, you know, they're all a family and they're threatened. They have to leave. So they go to the water people. That's why it's the way of water. They have to learn how to live underwater, you know, how to deal with that. So okay. that's a big part of it. And then, Wakanda, you know, so we did Wakanda underwater. But go ahead. Well, yes. I was thinking I will the say, same thing. I will yeah, say, that's, that's, as we go land. See. Yes. I will say that James Cameron knows how to film underwater scenes, which a lot of people don't. They do not know how to do it. It's not lit right. You can barely see what's happening underwater. Mm-hmm. Here, that's not an issue. James Cameron does not play technically. My question was plot story. Do I have three hours and 15 minutes worth of it? Okay. No. It's simple. I got it. Like this is an installment because I believe there are two more coming. So okay, <laughs> if you're going to give us a 12 hour. <laughs> you assume the other t- others are going to be three hours as well. <laughs> Why not? I mean, that's, that's what it's been so far. Did we need? I don't need all of it. And then after a while, also the CGI is too much. Like and I was it was nice when we got a break. Okay. Like the whole thing is fake. Okay, like all right. Like after a while, I'm a human. How long am I going to be looking? At this? <laughs> it was. It was just. That's what. That was my mind space because the story was just clear. Like I got it. Okay, it's he's going after them. They have to protect themselves. I won't give everything away. It's not much to give away. So this yeah. is more of a technical thing on screen. If you want to see that, and also going. Oh, how did they get that actor to look like that avatar? Well, it's CGI. Like some of the interesting stuff is uh, like Sigourney Weaver playing a kid. Uh huh. That's weird. Like, yeah, okay, she that's. Talks about, she talked about that last night. I yeah, you're like, oh, and sometimes you go, oh, that's adult Sigourney Weaver talking. So she like chooses her spots when to do it because you can have fun. So there's something in there where you watch it and go, okay, so these actors are having fun. Like Kate Winslet, you're like, if you don't look it up, you'll be like, who, which one is Kate Winslet? Mm-hmm. Right? You might miss it. Uh, so if it were an hour and a half, I'd be cool. Maybe two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three hours, 15 minutes. No, I'm ready for Terminator. I'm ready for Aliens. I will take Titanic. Okay. Okay. So that was my whole spiel on Avatar, <laughs> The Way of Water. Not worth yeah. it. <laughs> I mean... That's like, if you, it, look, I get it. You can take the family, sit them down for over three hours. People are quiet. If you need a nap, you can have it. James Cameron even said, you know, people can go out and, into the restroom at any time and come back because he assumes they're going to see it again. Oh, wow. Um, Let's move on. Yes, yes. So we've talked about the Banshees of Inna Sharon. I don't think we need to continue talking about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Elvis, we spoke about Michael. We talked about Austin's performance. Do you have any thoughts about the movie overall from Crazy Baz Luhrmann? Um, <laughs> um, I think it captured what it needed to capture. You know, we 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 a lot of the stuff we knew. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of the historicity of it. We you know we were aware of, and then there was stuff that you know um, we weren't. It just it captured. It did what it was supposed. I, I think it did what it was meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is exhaust everyone through the story of Elvis because it's Baz Luhrmann. I just, Baz Luhrmann, look, just give me a moment to take a breath. Just one so that my brain can settle a bit. Like okay. the, the movie itself, I just thought there were things, again, that worked. And it just wasn't quite all the way what it could have been 
to tell Elvis's story. I just think that sometimes Baz needs to get out of his own way. Okay. That's my point. Yeah, okay. he just needs to get out of the way. Uh, but Austin didn't have a problem. That, that's what I was so impressed by his performance because I was like, okay, you survived. Yeah. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann, you survived it. Elvis, I didn't hate the movie though, even though no. I might sound like it. When I see it, I go, oh, it could have been something else. Mm-hmm. It could have worked better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fablemans. So we've talked about that. I know the two of you didn't really see it. I, I said it earlier when it comes to this story from Stephen, just to me, I felt like he was holding back a bit because there are parts of his family story that are on the screen, but in a different director's hands, they would have handled it differently, I think. And like a lot of these people, I love Steven Spielberg. He's one of my favorite directors mm-hmm. of all time. And I, and I spoke with somebody last night that said Steven Spielberg is in virtually all of his movies. You know, yeah. he takes from his life, from his own personal life and everything, you know, whether it's, whether it's E.T. the divorce parents or whatever, you know, or, um, you know, yeah. And that's what happens here. I just think it was too close. Just to me, it seemed like it was too close to him. I would have given it to someone else to direct and see what they do with it. Hmm. Okay. Steven Spielberg is not someone who shies away from things. He did Munich. Hmm. He ain't shy. And Saving Private Ryan. He, okay. Um, Tar, do we have any other thoughts about that now as a best picture experience? Um, no, I wouldn't suggest it. Just from hearing the backstories of or the makings of the other movies, I wouldn't put Tars as the best movie mm-hmm. or a best picture. I, I wouldn't. You would nominate it, yeah. Tar to me, though, I would have nominated it, to be honest. I would have. Um, just because watching it, I, if they there were five, if they wanted to. If there were five. If there were five. If there were five, it would be all quiet for me. I put everything in there. Tar, um, what's that, three? So mm-hmm. maybe Top Gun, maybe. Um, yeah, out of this, and that's four. I'd have to find a fifth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not amongst those? Nope. Okay. No. Okay. Because I, I would not give it to Avatar. Maybe i put Banshees in there. Let me. That would be my fifth. Okay. If I had to choose, okay. I would put that okay. there. Not Avatar, definitely not. Elvis, uh, The Fablemans. Eh. Triangle of Sadness is interesting. Is it Best Picture interesting? No, I think it's writing and directing like they had in other categories. Mm-hmm. Women Talking, Best Picture, no, 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 no way. Mm-mm. No. Okay. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Please, <Sierra. laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not definitely not for best picture. That's something yeah. you can watch one time and be like, okay, I got it. Yeah. It's you don't watch it and go, oh, best picture. See, if it's best picture, that's something, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but moving forward from there. Mm-hmm. So we have talked about Tar, Top Gun, Maverick. Often those types of pictures they don't get the kind of recognition in, in, in Oscars. You know, there's like their box office, they're, you know, their action, you know, they're popular, they make a lot of money, but they often don't get respect in the Academy, you know? Um, yeah. So the fact that it did, it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's open that up a little bit. Let's not try to be so elitist. Mm-hmm. Also Top Gun Maverick was a big reason that, the industry was saved. See, this is what's happening in their heads. Yes. 
They're going, okay, oh, yeah. if this didn't do well, where would we be? And they Steven got, Spielberg got walked back into the theater. Yeah, cool. Steven Spielberg walked to Tom Cruise and thanked him for saving mm. <laughs> the industry. So, you know, like you said, there's no need to be elitist. Like of the movies of last year, was this one of the best experiences I had? Yeah, it was because it was just a good movie. Like mm-hmm. technically. Gave you, a reason, gave you a reason to get out of the house Why and not? go to the theater. Exactly. Mm, and, you know, you can watch it now from home and it'll still translate all of the technical aspects like and how they got them into these planes to fly those scenes like all of that. That to me makes sense as a best picture nomination. Um, so I'm glad they did well at the box office. I'm glad that Hollywood feels like it was saved by this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely think it deserves that nomination. Is it a perfect film? No, but it's good. It's thoroughly good. Um, Triangle of Sadness, we talked about that. Right. Sometimes it feels good for people in these voting bodies to nominate something like that as a statement to say, oh, yes, we can make fun of ourselves and we understand, you know, all of the ills of wealth and privilege and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why it made its way in here. Best picture. Yeah. Um, interesting. And uh, <laughs> Women Talking, we've talked about. It's a play. That's really what it is. Mm. It's a play on screen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you open it up a bit, even though it's not written as a play. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, though. Um, Like The Whale, which actually was a play. Mm -hmm. You can see it. Mm -hmm. So if I were in a theater watching women talking, this is where, if it works, it's electric in the theater where everyone is there and you just feel this energy mm-hmm. among these women mm-hmm. hashing it out. Did I have that feeling watching the movie? No, there were glimpses of it. It wasn't consistent to me. I no. was listening to them talking. I wasn't feeling okay. what they were saying. That's what I would say about women talking. So now for everything, everywhere, all at once, is this what you would have chosen? What are your thoughts about that? I know Sierra, you just saw those whirlwind clips. Yeah. So your thoughts on the but, winner? I say the 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 clips make make me want like once we finish this, I will probably go watch it. Mm-hmm. Even hearing the directors talk about making the movies and they constantly kept saying thank you for participating in our weirdness and our kookiness. I'm like, okay, I like kind of off the wall movies mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. yeah, you're gonna get it. You'll get hot dog fingers and. <laughs> Everything else. I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> like, what will, what I need see. someone to explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on everything? Um. Yeah. As as I was describing to her, it's like getting in a getting in the front seat of the roller coaster and just just ride. There's no way this could not be nominated. It's like <laughs> I think it's one of those things. If you don't consider it, you might not be considered too intelligent you know i mean you know just sometimes no that's not what you know that's not my thoughts but some things you're just supposed to whether you're supposed to like it or not you don't have to like it but it's supposed to engage you you're supposed to find this interesting yeah you're supposed to this is supposed to pull you in you're like you're either pulled in and get some kind of enjoyment out or you just repel and just find it way too much you know just doing way too much you just don't even want to deal with it yeah you see all the work on yes. screen. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of it. And the talent. You can't yes. deny the talent. No. 
And you know, when I was watching this, what came to me was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That was the movie that popped into my head because that's one of my favorite movies. Okay. So comparing that the only difference for me, everything everywhere all at once didn't land. The story didn't land to me, not in my heart and gut, in my head. So when I was watching it, it was all in my head. It was all intellectual. I was like, okay, we're here. You're going there. How are you going to weave it together? Like you were asking Sierra, do they bring it all together? Mm -hmm. Because the family is the core of it. That's really Mm -hmm. what it is in this void. Like, okay, so are we all lost? Is this all, you know, for naught? is one of the questions in the movie Mm -hmm. that she has to contend with Michelle Yeoh's character with her daughter played by Stephanie Hsu. So that's the whole thing. And you'll see what the daughter is. Mm -hmm. So once that whole parallel universe starts happening, that's the question. And then you have all of these other experiences, the immigrant experience. It's just a lot. It's everything in there. But I just was appreciating it mentally. It didn't really hit me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual theme of it, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I felt. I was, yeah, yeah. It just didn't make it new to me, which that kind of movie I would expect it to. I don't always expect new, but it was a lot. But Jamie Lee said she didn't get it at first. Yeah, so no, I got it. I it just didn't <laughs> land. Is what I was. I was waiting for a moment, and I think maybe. For me, what I needed was a breath somewhere for it really to land, not just when they're rocks, but a breath. And Sierra's going, they're rocks. Not just when they're <laughs> rocks, you know, with, with fake eyeballs, but really a moment where it can really sit and settle. Because that's what I got in um, some, you know, some other movies that I didn't get here. Other crazy movies. I just think we need to breath. Just like I was talking about with Baz Luhrmann, even though the Daniels are not Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. I think they have more of a control on it. So I'm happy that they've won. But that was just my question watching it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I appreciated it. I appreciated all of the work that went into it. Mm-hmm. But that's just what it was for me. Unlike Eternal Sunshine, where I would get a mm-hmm. breath. Like there's a moment in there when Kate Winslet says, why not? What is this? The 50s. And it just wakes me up mm-hmm. and stands out. So that was my only thing for everything, everywhere, all at once. But they are the big winners. I think they won in every mm-hmm. category they were nominated in. Seven um, wins. Yeah, seven out of eleven. Yeah, yeah, and and they worked for every single yes. win yes. Yes. that they got. So I, I think that's a good note to end on with our congrats to them. Well deserved to them, mm-hmm. and our congrats to all of these nominees, whether we agreed or not. You all mm-hmm. are doing something right. And that industry yes. is not easy. You're doing something yes. right. That's right. So it, it's That's right. it's a tough road to hoe mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to anywhere near mm-hmm. that Oscar stage. So it's mm-hmm. always nice to say something good about that. Uh, producer, do you want to come in and, and wrap this up for us and say goodbye to the people? All right, guys. So that was our Oscars 2023 special episode. Yeah. It and is the pitchforks not- are out for me. I know. How dare dare I criticize any of this stuff? (laughs) But that's what we do here. We always everybody everybody does. Told you we're all critics. 
That's yeah. exactly how yeah. so Michael opened up and said that from the beginning. We just put it on the table, right? Yes. But that's that's what that's what we do. If we're not going to be honest about it, like why are we even having a conversation? And that's what art is kind of supposed to do. It's supposed yes. to yes. make us think. It's supposed to inspire us. It's supposed to challenge us to explore. Um, and that's that's what everything that was nominated this year seemed to do. And um, I'm interested to see if this is the week one of the weakest years. Let's see what 2024 um, is going to look like. So maybe this year will end mm-hmm. a huge surprise of improvements. The critics are a little doubtful, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we will wait and see. I want to thank Sierra and Michael for joining us on our special episode and contributing to this journey. And I um, want to welcome you guys back to, uh, to why watch that anytime that we have uh, an episode. So keep us posted. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Until next year. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.